the right time, and who knows what can happen. That was a fun run last year uh, to start the summer off. That was really cool. So hopefully they can pull something else off like that. Um, good stuff football-wise yesterday. Ooh, I wasn't on stuff. air, but um, I've seen a lot of the the quotes and stuff. I got to listen to a big portion of the University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venable's uh, session at the microphone. So that was some good stuff. Was there any one player or one moment or any quote or anything that really grabbed your attention? Well, uh, I think some of the um, some of the obviously talks about Schmitty, um, the workouts. Obviously, uh, uh, Devon Sears talks about the difference he's coming, uh, you know, up from Texas State, and he's you know obviously shocked. He thought the stretching was harder than anything he'd done to Texas State, let alone the workout side. Uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed what uh, Josh Bates had to say. Obviously, yeah. the the center. He talked about being mean, being loyal. Uh, he said he's going to be here four years. He's going to be getting in fights. He's going to be shoving people around. You know, really the Bill Biedenboe prototype mentality, uh, I think, uh, is what he's going to bring. Uh, you know, and it was really what stuck out to me, Teddy, was this is this is a new frontier for Oklahoma football. Letting, I mean, Brent Venables making all these guys available to the media. I mean, what a treat. What would you been like uh, your freshman year if they sat you down on a table that said, "Old Teddy Lehman, here you go, media go crazy." What 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 would you been like? I would have been god awful. That's what I would have been like. I wouldn't have said anything. Uh, two and three word answers for the most part, and the uh, media would have quickly scurried away and found someone that would give them a a decent quote. I didn't have a lot to say. I you know. I don't know. Things are a little bit different and I'm a little bit different. I kind of, um, I don't know. I'm, and I'm not saying that this is the right way to be, but it's kind of, it's kind of how I am. I I don't feel like it's my place to really say anything until I've earned the spot to say something. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. I have a, I have a hard time especially whenever I'm – I can barely keep my head above water on a day-to-day basis whenever it comes to workouts, trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing in this defense, trying to keep from getting yelled at, I, all of those things. I, I'm i not one to all of a sudden jump in front of a microphone and talk about what a great year I'm about to have and how awesome it's been. I'm more likely to say this has been horrible. It's way more difficult than I expected. And to tell you the truth, pretty much every night I consider quitting. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know that anyone would be wanting to hear that as a, as a, as a freshman speaking, but, but these guys are not here. Yeah. You're not hearing a bunch of, uh, um, you know, guys uh, projecting anything they're going to do anything like that. Actually, Probably the best story that came out, and there's actually follow-up to it, was, or at least the one that caught a lot of people's eyes because they're five stars, was Peyton Bowen said that he was on the phone with Jackson, uh, you know, the night before he sent in his paperwork, and Jackson was prepared to give him this, you know, heart-to-heart just speech, last sales pitch of why he should be a Sooner, and Peyton Bowen said on the phone, he said, I'm booming. As in, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to be a Sooner. I'm booming. 
So that's a new phrase that we're going to have to fold into some things. But I'm booming turned into Jackson Arnold not having to give his heartfelt speech. Uh, and they asked him about it. He said, man, I was going to do whatever I could to get that guy at the University of Oklahoma. So Now, hang uh, on a second. Yep. Let me see. I think I have the timeline incorrect. So Jackson Arnold calls Peyton Bowen the night before signing day to give him his last speech, right? No, I believe this was when Peyton hadn't sent in the paperwork to be because that signing day is when Peyton Bowen committed, right, put the hat on uh, for Oregon. Yeah. That, that he obviously wasn't booming, to use his word. Right. Um, and then later, you know, as, as you know, I was on air with, with Tyler – we kept on getting texts in saying, hey, uh, Peyton Bowen hasn't sent in his paperwork. Right. So uh, this thing may not be over. So, you know, with all that, I think that night, because obviously we found out the next day that Peyton Bowen would be a Sooner, I think that night was the late night that's, that's in this story. I think that's the timeline. Right. Okay. So when did he try to send the paperwork, but it didn't go through because of the, the time? Apparently, that was the day before signing day. Apparently, according to the timeline, ah. because it said two days later, he was a Sooner. Eric Bailey obviously got that story, said, uh, yeah, he wrote, he put in his paperwork, but it didn't have AM or PM on it. Uh, so, you know, a an honest error, you know. Now, is that like, does that mean like he put in his paperwork, but the... Like, but, but the facts didn't send, or they had to send it back for him to specify? Like, what exactly does that mean? I'm kind of lo- – you know what I'm saying? I, he, you know, when, when he filled out all the paperwork and he, need to, he needed to essentially write, I guess, what time he was – I don't know. Signed? There was something huh. on the paperwork that said what time he had signed it, and he didn't write a.m. or p.m. on the time. So they, it wasn't complete. It wasn't official. So they had to send it back for him to fix. I see. And – at some point in time when they sent it back, between him sending it and him getting it back, he had a change of heart. But it's wild to me that, you yeah. know, all it took, I mean, heck, I, I, I mean, if somebody said, oh, well, you know, they get that paperwork and, you know, I know it's probably all digital and everything like that, but I'm sure they're like, oh, you know, just throw a PM on there so it goes through. Like somebody could have just, somebody could have just yeah. done that. Like like if you're grading papers, you know, for our for our teaching listeners, uh, if you're grading papers and they put the wrong date or something like that, I know it's not nearly as official as a national letter of intent, but you're just like, ah, they yeah. got the date wrong, or they, you know what I mean? Just no, a little something. There's no doubt about it, and I'm sure Oregon had a a staff meeting after that saying we're never following uh, protocol again. Uh, no. Just so you got when when someone sends it in, we're fixing whatever needs to be fixed. At that point, we'll deal with the mess afterwards if we have to. I'll tell you what it it's different, but it kind of reminds me of Curtis Lofton's story where he, you know, he was being heavily recruited by both Oklahoma and Oklahoma state. And I don't know what it was, but he got the, he got the wild hair and he said that he was ready to commit. So he called Oklahoma state's coaches offices and he wanted to talk to whoever coach he was going to commit to and he couldn't get anyone to answer the phone. No one would answer the phone whenever he was calling the offices. 
uh, or cell phones or whatever, so no one responded to him. And next thing you know, he commits to Oklahoma, and the rest is history, right? Comes to Oklahoma, uh, unbelievable player, has a great NFL career, is back uh, working there under Venables as a, you know, as a guy, part of the, the staff there. So it just kind of reminds me like there's, and I'm sure there's all kinds of stories out there that are, you know, similar to some degree that someone had their mind made up or thought they had their mind made up. And for whatever reason, just a little glitch in the system gave them enough time to rethink it and they end up going another direction and it worked out wonders for everyone. And I'm yeah. sure there's those stories where, it works out poorly, and maybe the whole time they're there, they're thinking, man, I should have gone where I originally was going to go. But, you know, those stories really never we – don't, we don't ever hear about those anymore. My, my favorite, uh, Curtis Lofton uh, story, I was actually at OU at the same time, and there, it was a, there was a social setting, and, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, Curtis Lofton's over there, and I'm kind of sitting nearby. And a young lady walked up and said, oh, my gosh. Curtis Lofton, are you a football player? And he goes, nah, I'm not big enough to play football. I play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit there looking at him like, and she just goes, oh, okay, and then walks away. <laughs> well. Oh, it was hilarious. That is good. Typically, though, uh, the girls like the baseball players now. The, girl, oh, no, I, the girls I like the baseball players, so that's – that was uh, that's an interesting one. I like that though. That's uh, it was good. funny, but yeah, to your point, I mean, I think I forget. I think it was AJ McCarron that was going to yeah. get traded to the Browns, and they forgot to fax something into the league office in time, and like it just didn't happen after it got reported. Nice. <laughs> Which the Browns is the Browns, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Well, it was cool to hear from those guys, and you know, I kind of I kind of echo everyone else, and I just. I think there's a time a freshman around the season maybe are a little bit you don't want them out there in front of the microphone in front of the cameras as much right because that's right. whenever you can knowingly or unknowingly give another team something as small as it might be you can just you can maybe give them something like Oh, gosh, I don't even remember who the quarterback was, but he was a freshman. Chris Plank was interviewing him, and he said Ohio State's defense is they run a basic defense, right? right. Which, it was a true statement, and it's not <laughs> like a – it wasn't meant as any type of slam for them. You know, the better you are – you know, the more limited you can afford to be, the more, air quotes, basic – you can be. You don't have to, you know, fool people with a bunch of smoke and mirrors. You just you line up and you whip the, the man in front of you, which is really all he said. But Ohio State grabs it and runs with it. Oh, yeah, we just have a basic defense. And, you know, it turns into bulletin board, uh, board material. So, like, I understand when you get closer to the season, maybe waiting a little bit for those guys before they get in front of a mic. But in the offseason, whenever – it's just a, a good way to get the fan base introduced to these guys and maybe a little bit more excitement to come out and see some of the new faces in, in the spring game. I think it's great. I got no problem with it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. When you think of today's 
version of college football, right? You think of NIL as one of those things that people talk about, right? And personal brand, that matters, right? Becoming a fan favorite, you know, not everybody has the last name Booty. So not everybody's just going to be able to sell their their booty cream and whatnot, you know what I mean? So with that, this is at least an opportunity, I feel, to say, hey, look, here at University of Oklahoma, people are going to know your name. They're going to know you can talk about whatever you'd like, whether that's your favorite food, whether it's why you came to Oklahoma, um, you know, what former players talked to you in your recruitment. Josh Bates talked about Creed Humphrey recommending that he goes to OU, like things like that, like, that kind of stuff is cool, but I totally agree with you. You don't, you know, after a after a game or in the pregame, you, you don't go dial up a, a freshman and say, "All right, t- talk us through this thing, walk us through it." But yeah, the 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 just introductory press conference, I got no problems with it, and I actually love it because now if you just search fan favorite on Twitter, I mean, you got all kinds of people saying, "Oh, Josh Bates is is a new fan favorite." Oh, Rondell Bothroyd is a new fan favorite. This, that, and the other. Bothroyd called Venables a genius. He said, look, I was in the ACC. You know, I Brent Venables is a genius. He's going to put you in position to make plays, and I think I'm a guy that's good enough to make those plays. Like, those are great quotes. No wonder Venables allowed them to talk to the media, right? If, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of geniuses. guys are going to call him a, a genius, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. Um, no, I, I liked I liked Coach Venables getting up there and – you know, talking through, you know, almost player by player, position by position, you know, what some of the expectations are and what some of these guys might be doing and right, even like a little bit of a glimpse of, of what the the depth chart kind of looks like right now before they've even started spring practice. So good stuff, and we've got plenty of that to get into. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439. Going to be a fun show today. In studio today, Travis Davidson from Tulsa. We'll be back. Rush is back. We got a Friday here in studio, 651-3439 on the text line. Travis Davidson joining us from T-Town. We got baseball, uh, first pitch. They are underway, first game of the season. Cal Baptist in town. Um, Going to be fun to see see what they have to uh, to offer this year. So, uh, good stuff there. Softball already uh uh, locked in a, a run rule for the day. So we got good stuff in that department. Um, still talking a little bit of, of football availability. Any of the the guys playing different positions perhaps uh, interest you? Mentioned Peyton Bowen playing a little bit of Cheetah perhaps. Um, you know, talked about where some of the linebackers are going to play, where some of the corners and and stuff like that. Uh, anything, anything there that you thought was interesting? Yeah, I, nothing crazy. I think so much Teddy comes down to where do you see McCullough, right? I mean, that's really yeah. a guy that's that versatile is going to push people kind of around the depth chart because he's it, he might be your best defensive player already. Um, so I think I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, Venables went on to talk about his conversation with McCullough. Said we were like two sorority girls catching up. Mm-hmm. It was quick. It was easy. He's a football junkie. He understands scheme and opportunity. So it it really seems like that's going to dictate a lot of the position moving. Other than you know, other than that, I didn't really take a ton from it. Uh, you know what was taken from it? Uh, did you see that? Uh, um, 53 of the 76 players uh, 
um, had to be replaced from that Alamo Bowl yeah. roster. And that's you know what crazy, that came right? out to? That that is uh, that's crazy. So what? Sixty nine percent. Oh really? Yeah. That's uh, that's the magical number whenever it comes <laughs> it to roster replacement. Sixty nine percent. How about that? Well, um, fifty three. That's a that's a that's an NFL roster that you have to replace from yeah. the Alamo Bowl. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. It happens quick. It happens really, really quick. Um, roster rebuild in full swing, and um, man, I, uh, I. <laughs> sometimes that's that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. I. I think we just we don't know right now, right? We don't know enough. I I feel like there's been some really good upgrades made at at some some positions others i there's some good potential there but we just don't know uh, you know there's some freshmen coming in that we feel like may be able to contribute but you know are they really going to be uh guys that that play a very critical role week by week uh we just don't know so i mean part of it i think initially there's some excitement there but it also kind of shows you why last year and to a much lesser degree, but still some this year that we are a young and, and somewhat inexperienced team. You know, old uh, Brian Vineyard, uh, our, one of our uh, bosses just texted me, Ted and Tyler just won radio personality of the year. Wow. Oklahoma. Uh, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters. So, congratulations is in order. Uh, you know, I'm, I, it, it feels weird that, you know, Tyler, maybe he knew he was winning this award and was like, you know what, I deserve, I deserve a vacation. Long I deserve the time off. You know, but congratulations, Teddy. That's, a, uh, that's big time. Where does this rank with, uh, you know, Butkus, Bednarik? Where, where does that yeah. rank up there? Yeah. Um, this, is, this is just, it's right there. I don't know if there's uh, an actual uh, award, a plaque, one of those little glass uh, sculpture things. I don't know, but this goes on the mantle right next to uh, the football awards. And I know what everyone's thinking out there. And yes, I am tired and my back does hurt from carrying Tyler McComas to this (laughs) prestigious award. Okay? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, congratulations. You know, you would have been that freshman that gave one or two word answers, and now look at you. Uh, you know, sportscaster, the sports radio personality of the year. You gotta yeah. love it. But you also gotta love that uh, Cal Baptist just walked in a run for Oklahoma. Oklahoma is now tied one-one with Cal Baptist. Bases juiced with two outs. Hmm. So. Uh, bottom of the first. So, uh, yeah, good things all around, good news all around. So uh, when it comes to replacing rosters, Teddy, and kind of doing that turnover, you know, I feel like the Venables approach feels more like just the Band-Aid coming off. Look, if you are, you know, not going to, you know, if we don't see you in the future, you know, contributors here, you got to go. We're going to kind of process you. We're going to get our guys in. Some guys it feels like they wait, um, you know, they, they wait three or four years for the whole, well, I got to get my guys in, give him time to get his guys in, mm-hmm. got to give him. No, Brett Venable said, no, I'll, I'll go get my guys right now. And I think that speaks to kind of his, um, you know, sense of urgency 
uh, and his understanding that this thing has got to be turned around quick. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good mix. You know, they've – I think they've done really well as we look at it right now. I guess we won't know until the fall, but I think they've done really well with the transfer portal. You know, it's not just huge numbers-wise, but I think they've made good, relevant additions to positions of need – They've got experience there. They've got production uh, from guys that have played in some, you know, in some big time football games, some, some, some good power five conferences, a lot of starts there. Uh, Walter Rouse has a ton of starts. Bothroyd's played a ton of football. Uh, McCullough played a lot of football last year. He's still young and has a lot of eligibility left. So I think they did a, a pretty good job with that. Obviously we know Stogner's played a ton of football. So, you got SEC starter in, you've got Pac-12 starter in, you've got a, a Big Ten starter in, uh, you've got a Big 12 starter. Um, so you've kind of gone all over the place to to get your guys. So um, And ACC also, ACC with, uh, with Bothroyd. So, yep. yeah, you kind of hit, hit all over the board and, and you got guys that, that bring a lot of value right out of the gate. So – I don't know, man. I'm. I continue to be optimistic. Continue to think the future's bright, and um, we'll we'll just have to see what what happens. But I don't know. I thought I thought some of the backer talk from Venables was interesting. Um, you know, just kind of laying out how the, those position battles are are probably going to unfold, and how you know he he likes the group that he's got, perhaps and. You know, I thought this was interesting. You know, he said it about linebacker, but I think it it kind of lets everyone know that they're not done yet. He said that you know there there may be uh, maybe a situation to where you know inside backer is something that they may address after spring ball as well. Like if they were to take an injury or something there, but you know, it just it kind of re 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 uh, emphasizes that the transfer portal is not done like this round is done but we're still going to have post spring and remember they were a big mover in the post spring uh portal opening last year you you get a chance to see spring football and see what possibly some of your needs are and you know that you didn't foresee and address that and then you know there's there's also some guys across the country that for whatever reason uh, maybe waiting, maybe there's a new coach there that they thought that they were going to get along with and now they don't and they want to hit the portal or maybe guys that aren't getting the playing time they thought or, or whatever it might be, you know, we still got another round of portal coming up. Right. And, you know, I kind of want to get your take on this, you know, with, with that next round of the portal, you know, I assume that has to be depth pieces because if you're talking about like inside backer, how realistic, Teddy, is it to go get somebody that can make an immediate impact as an inside backer with only mere months to learn Venable system and completely missing spring in that system? Well, it, I think it just depends on the player. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. A, a young guy that doesn't have a whole lot of experience, you're, it's going to be really tough. A veteran player that does have a, a lot of experience. Heck, a veteran Clemson linebacker. Uh, you just hmm. never know. And I'm not 
I'm just saying, like, you just no, you don't heard know. It here first. <laughs> heard it here first. You just don't know what player it might be. So uh, there's such a wide range there. I mean, it's it's possible to to grab someone that that can come in and help you right away, but you know, it just depends who that guy might be. It the longer it is, the more difficult for sure when you have guys learning a new system. But um, I don't know. Uh, One of the things that's nice is like. You know, last year comes all – it's all about install, right? It's all about, uh, you know, guys showing up on campus. They've never been in, in this system, whether that's offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. And so they're really having a tough time. You know, it's it's tough to be taught when you're, when you're teaching everybody and you can't look at the guy next to you and say, hey, uh, so what am I supposed to do here? And he looks back at you and he says – well, I was about to ask you, what do I do here? Right. It's different when you have a new crop of guys coming in and all of a sudden you have guys that have already ran the system for an entire year. They can at least be, you know, the veterans in the room, really, when it comes to, oh, well, this is what we do here. When we see this look, this is what we want to be. And you know what I mean? You just have so many more resources that I feel like development uh, is, is on such a faster track that way. Oh, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Whenever – whenever you've got a a new person coming into a a meeting room to learn it with everyone else the the retention is slow getting up to speed is slow and it's slow for everyone but whenever you come into a room where most everyone in there's experienced they've already got some time in the in the scheme the new guys get up to speed a whole heck of a lot quicker because you can you can follow you can follow the herd right whenever it comes to drills whenever it comes to you know the way you meet and how you how you're you know supposed to sit and where you're supposed to sit and it's just it happens way quicker for the guys that show up now there's still guys that are just a year in you know it's it's not nearly as quick as whenever you have guys that are now seniors going into their senior or will be going into their senior year this fall that have been in the in the the same system the entire time that they've been there and are fluent in it and know it back backwards and frontwards and you know obviously your starters and the guys up front know it better than the rest but even the guys that are in the back of the room and maybe third on the depth chart have a really, really broad understanding of what's going on. So, like, we're not to that point yet, but we're in a much better position than we were a year ago. So, I right, like where I think, we're headed. I think what, what it comes down to for me is developing that depth, right? Yeah. Because, you know, with the backers specifically last year, I thought, you know, in a lot of first quarters, Teddy, they were making plays. They were flying around. You know, Stutzman had some some incredible first quarters, second quarters. But once you play your 80th snap at linebacker, like there's just you're not going to be at your best. I don't care how good of a player you are. You could be an all pro. You are not going to be as good at your 80th snap as you are, you know, your 15th. And I think that's what's so important. And that's something I'm going to keep my eye on in spring is what are we looking at depth wise in the backer room? And what have you heard? Uh, you know, looking at, obviously, we've got new guys coming in. Uh, but what have you heard, Connie? You, you know, you think, 
you know, Canick, Stutzman, McCullough, kind of those are three names that everybody keeps circling. Obviously, Stutzman being the, you know, circled in Sharpie. Um, but, you know, I, I think it more comes down to the Kip Lewis's of the world and your Kobe McKenzie's of the world, maybe mm-hmm. your Shane Witters, things like that. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I think there's I think there's some good battles there. Let's hit a quick timeout, and on the other side, we can get into some of those uh, position battles, not just at backer, but maybe at some of the other spots as well. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Hit the text line, 651-3439. We'll get into some of those as well next. All right, rush is back. Teddy Lehman here. Travis Davidson joins us from T-Town. 651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll get to some of those text messages in a second. Um, you're asking about some of the linebacker and position breakdowns. I think at uh I think at Will Backer, Stutzman's gonna be your guy. Um, you know, he's he's gonna be the leader in that room. Everyone's gonna be looking to him. Uh obviously with all the football he played last year, Guaybu's gone. And um and Stutzman's your your lone returning starter from from the uh, the inside backer and I guess all the linebackers. So Stutzman's going to be your wheel backer at Mike. You're going to have a position battle now. You've got Canick is going to be playing some at Mike. Uh, Kobe McKenzie is going to be playing some at Mike, and the youngster Pachati is going to be mixing it up some at Mike. Um, so. Like I don't know, I don't know who the leader in that room is right now. Uh, at Cheetah, you've got McCullough is who you're going to be looking at to get that start, and then you got Harrington behind him, and then you know a, a couple of other guys. I think uh, Peyton Bowen's name was mentioned there, and Reggie then Pearson as well. I Pearson believe. as well. So. Uh, I think Cheetah's going to be great. I think I think Justin Harrington is going to hit a whole new level this year. There's a lot that I really like about him. Um he's just he he just remember he came late last year. Um you know that tried to pick up the defense, you know, it was a work in progress for everyone, himself included. I'm hoping that mentally with the year to learn the scheme that because athletically and the motor he plays with, it, he's got a really, really high ceiling. It's the experience part, the um, the smarts. Can he figure all of that out? Um, so I'm hopeful there. Um, you know, I do think that there's a situation where because of his skill set, you could have Deshaun McCullough probably rush the passer some. On, on certain situations in in different packages. And whenever that's the case, that's probably whenever you're going to see Harrington play or if they're a little more coverage-driven, maybe Pearson come in and play. And then obviously, depending on how Peyton Bowen develops, he'll be in the mix on all of those as well. But, you know, people know that I have a heavy bias against freshmen, you know, mm-hmm. Everyone wants to hear that Peyton Bowen's going to be the starting cheetah, you know, as they as they come through spring ball, because he's the five star kid. But I, the long way from that being the case, okay. And every now and then, there's there's a guy that's good enough to pick it up and do that. I have no idea if he's going to be one 
that could do that in, in certain packages where maybe you have McCullough rushing the passer. But the Mike Backer, you know, if you listen to Venables yesterday, he, you know, they talked about having Kanick out at Cheetah. And he said multiple times that Kanick has never played linebacker before, right? Whenever he came to Oklahoma, it's the first time he's ever played linebacker. So the learning curve is very difficult in college at linebacker, especially in Venable's system. So I think moving him inside is a, number one, a show of, all right, right now where he is, it's too difficult out there. There's too much going on. The the vision requirements and, and all of the different adjustments that you have to make are too much right now. So he's moved him inside. And, you know, he also, like I said, was talking about how he hadn't played backer. Like, so there's a lot of it foreign. I think what he's telling us there is, like, and also he mentioned a perhaps post-spring transfer portal at inside backer. I, 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 would, I would watch that Mike position because you've got two redshirt freshmen and a true freshman. That ain't where you want to be at Mike Backer. No, no, right? not at all. So I, I would I would I would be be watching that Mike Backer spot and if if there's a sign that maybe those guys aren't gonna be able to get it and they need more experience there, then that may be somewhere where they go into the transfer portal or you could start to see some shuffling of players from like I don't know, and I haven't heard this, but this is just possibly a scenario that, like, if you've got Justin Harrington is balling out of his mind at Cheetah, you can afford maybe to bump Deshaun McCullough back into an inside backer. Like, I don't even know if that's an option, but, like, if they're struggling at Mike, you know, he's going to find a way to get the best players out there, and that could be something that you have to end up looking at. So, But but to your point, versatility, right? Right. I mean, versatility, that, that's what McCullough gives you, right? Yeah, he can rush the passer. You know, he can be back there. Obviously, there's a massive size difference between him and a guy like Peyton Bowen. Um, you know, it, it, I'd be shocked to see Bowen get up to 200 pounds at, at 5'11 right now, whereas Saw McCullough is much larger than that. Pachotti's got already really good size to him. Um, but, yeah, I'm – Count me in on the Justin Harrington fan club. That's a guy that's very easy to root for. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're right. He's got everything. He's one of those kind of. He he just he looks he looks good in in the uniform, right? Like yep. he's he's athletic. He's fast. He's strong. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing what he can do. But to your point, if we have to go in and, and get another Mike linebacker, so be it. It's okay. It's okay if you know Jaron Canick isn't you know, ready to be the all-world linebacker two years into playing linebacker at the highest level, right? Right. Like, that's that's okay. And I think, I think you know, we kind of fell into this trap a little bit. I know a lot of people did. A lot of people are still there where they see Canick against Nebraska, you know, log those 10 tackles, and they assume, okay, here we go. Why isn't he starting the rest of the year? He should be all Big 12 by now. And I think Brent, by saying that, is is kind of trying to temper expectations a little bit. You know, saying, "Hey guys, like let's let's not let's not force these force these kids to grow up too fast." 
He's got four years of eligibility left, so I'm 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 in no rush with the kid. He's got a high ceiling. Let's just let's just watch it play out. All right, quick time out here, and I promise we will get to text messages next. I see him here on the screen. Pierce is is running them at me, so we'll get to some of those texts next. Stay tuned. All right, I've been saying it. We got to get to some text messages. We'll fire through some of these fairly rapidly. Travis, if uh, if something in here catches your eye. Uh, fire off um let's see i saw one here justin h justin harrington has eye appeal but plays lazy at times yeah i think um well number one we're all guilty of playing lazy at times whenever it comes to football um so much going on i you just kind of sometimes you can get caught caught watching the ball a little bit and I think that happens a little bit more often when maybe you don't know exactly where you're supposed to be or what your responsibilities are hopefully he grows out of of some of that uh, because I agree not only is is it's not I appeal it's which he, that that's true but it's legitimate top-notch athleticism and length uh, for the position he's playing uh right and with that being said like the the lazy part sometimes what looks like you know, lazy, to your point, it's it's indecisive. It's not complete trust in, you know, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing. So you kind of it, – it, it comes across lazy at times. But a lot of it, I assume, is just that mental uncertainty sometimes, sure. which, to your point, is what he needs to improve on. A lot of times it's not laziness. It's, it's just lack of understanding sometimes. Yeah. With Ethan Downs, continued growth in size, any chance he moves inside – Perhaps um, I know. Did you this. see that photo of him? I saw the photo. I don't know what they're they're listing him at, but I know he's Whew. I know he's big. Um, here's the thing, man. I the edge is way more competitive than it was a year ago. I yeah, mean, and way more competitive than the interior. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true for sure. Way more competitive than than the interior, but we got. We got some length. We got some athleticism at that spot now. Um, we've got some experience with with Ford and with Bothroyd coming in. So yeah, I'd say that there's a chance that that he moves in a little bit. Um, I saw one on there about Peyton Bowen and his size. Is Peyton Bowen too small to play cheetah? No. And this is kind of what I was talking about situationally. Um, just. To repeat this, and I know a lot of people know this, some don't, but all Cheetah is is Sam linebacker, okay? You got Mike, Will, and you've got Sam. Um, the Cheetah is the Sam. Now, traditionally, whenever the Sam backer comes out and you put a defensive back in there, it's called nickel. So the Cheetah is the same position as the nickel. So depending on the situation, uh, Deshaun McCullough – he can play that cheetah position and with the right guys, you can keep in the right scheme and play calls. You can keep them out there every down. But if he's a guy that you want rushing the passer and it's a passing down, you can put more of a coverage type of player in there to play nickel. And I think uh, Peyton Bowen has plenty of size for that for sure. All right, quick timeout more from the rush coming up. Continue to hit some text on the other side. Stay tuned.